the fact that you will be able to go in a new game that you see hundreds of thousands of players and none of them is a real person. Hello friends and welcome to a new interview of a series with guild leaders and key opinion leaders in our industry, Web3 Gaming. Uh, today actually I have the pleasure to interview a guild leader, so not a VC, not an infra guy, not a proper guild leader. He has his own guild, AMG DAO, and AMG DAO, if I'm correct, it's a sub-DAO of YGG initially. Uh, so we'll learn more about what they do. Uh, per our definition, AMG DAO is what we call a crafting guild. They are focusing a lot on creating content. So they're also bringing player, mercenary guilds, but their main focus, and I think this is quite unique in the space, is that they really want to train everyday people to become streamer, to create content, <clears throat> to help spread the word about games. And this is a huge, huge advantage and something that we really need in the web stream gaming industry right now. So we'll go over all of that and the concept and how it started, but my very first question, it's pretty simple, is who are you? Who is Mark? Nice. All right. Good question. Uh, first of all, Jeremy, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited about this. Uh, I was also very excited when we first spoke about like what you guys are building in the space. And I think there's definitely something that us guilds do need uh, in the space, kind of like, you know, getting to like know the games and being connected to them. So yeah, Mark is, um, I identify as uh, a guild leader, <laughs> as you also mentioned yourself. Uh, I currently am a co-founder of AMG DAO, and my past goes back to I was a self-taught coder. Uh, I built chatbots and AI-based solutions for the not, not better part of my life, but like for a good part of my life. I was never like yeah, I never kind of intended to be in technology. I actually used to be like a finance guy. Uh, so when I was like 24, 25, I started working at like ExxonMobil. Uh, that was like eight years ago, so people can calculate how old I am right now, which is good. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of like when I stopped figuring out, like, you know, I went to corporate, I decided it's not for me, so I looked for something that's more exciting. I taught myself how to code um, and joined a uh, small custom software development shop, so basically we developed software for big clients like PwC, Audi, like the car manufacturer, and, and most of those. And over that time, I kind of like realized my entrepreneurial um, skills. So, you know, like, you know, can we do something better? What is the product that people really need? Like, you know, how can we, what can we sell to like even big corporate clients too? And I couldn't really find a supportive environment there. So people were like, okay, you have good ideas, but like, what are we going to do with it? Like go and sell like more stuff or go and, you know, be a product developer here and, you know, uh, you know, upsell them for like more of our software services or, you know, like developer resources, whatever. So that wasn't really like a word for, word for me. And back then I found my uh, my current co-founder, Adam, actually, that's when we met. And uh, we were talking about, you know, games all the time. Like we were super excited and we were like very young back then. So we decided like, why don't we start our own company now? And before we're like too old to actually get started, because I just always felt like that you know, like when you when you get start getting like, you know, like a wife and family and, you know, like your like serious partners, et cetera, in your life, that's, that's, you automatically have less time for, you know, building a company. And that's not, you know, necessarily through all the time. But for me, that felt like if I need to put like an effort or time into building this company, I need to do it in an uninterrupted way. Right. And so me and Anna, we started, we, we kicked it off 
our first startup was in gaming and it was an AI assistant. So basically it was a voice powered assistant that you could use throughout like playing games. Uh, what you did is basically, you know, whenever you got stuck in a game like Witcher 3 or you needed like more information about tutorials and wikis and stuff like that, it would like, you could just, you know, talk to it. And it's like an Alexa for gamers. That, that's uh, what it was. We sold the technology uh, to our angel investors um, because we couldn't really find like the product market. I think, you know, we would have more like actually in this environment where like AI is everywhere basically <laughs> yeah. these days. Timing is key. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and so anyway, so, so we kind of like sold that and then, you know, basically... After it, we didn't really know like what to do with ourselves. Like we went to like do some like you know side jobs and stuff. Uh, I developed. I went to become like a freelance developer. But then you know like we just found a new idea, which was crypto gaming. And in crypto gaming, you could do many different things. We just never were on the track of like I've built you know like logic for NPCs before in like Unity, and you know basically did some game development. Wasn't like my main profile. But me and Anna, we found the guild concept after we saw the YGG documentary about like the Philippines very appealing mm -hmm. and that's because we are from Hungary and we felt like there is a way of a guild that could also work here in the region so we started mm -hmm. building what YGG is doing but with a focus on Central Eastern Europe so we were spreading like wildfire basically and was very cool like organically and like Facebook groups Reddit groups etc uh, in Hungary and, you know, surrounding countries like Slovakia, Croatia, like even Poland and like Germany, like kind of like join like people from there. So it was like fantastic. And yeah, so we involved some like uh, VC funding. I think every like big guild at some point in their life uh, acquired some VC funding. And that's mm -hmm. because, you know, you had to spend uh, in, in during those times, like, you know, super like bull the market is still bullish, right? Um, more bullish at than it time, is right you now. Meant, you mean, right? And yeah. yeah, you had to like you know kind of it was it, it's in like the towards like the end of 2021 beginning of 2022 so kind of like everything is still yeah. expensive to invest in games uh but you know like the the bearish sentiment is kind of like kicking in so that was like this interesting time where we actually started building our guild and like the rest is like kind of history ygg joined and we actually had uh gabby dyson as angel investor in our mm. um nice. in our like pre-seed round and he said that, you know, you got what you guys are building is very cool. You know, we should work together to kind of like see what we can do together in the Central Eastern European market. So, you know, that's that's how we involve them. And uh, that's been a very good relationship ever since. So we're very happy. Wow. Okay. That's how, that's how you, you felt into the, the guild business. Right. I exactly. <laughs> I see. Exactly. That's kind of like so, the yeah. story of us. Yeah, no, it's 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 really fascinating. So yeah, I mean, you know, you have similar background from other guild leaders uh, that I've uh, experienced. I mean, interviewed, which is tech background, entrepreneur in the gaming industry, and you know, trying to to figure out what could be great, you know, what could be done, and mm. you know, seeing the crypto gaming market, you were quick to action, and there was a huge product market fit. So you said that yeah. essentially the, the the guild was just booming. Uh, Everywhere, everybody thought, okay, I can become a gamer and make a living in the metaverse, in, uh, in crypto gaming. That's what was uh, initially said and what everybody kind of agreed on. Obviously, we were proven wrong, at least for now. I mean, the, the market shifted. And uh, so how did that impact you? How did, how did you see it coming? Was it a slow drop? Uh, did you turn into survival mode straight away? How... How did that impact? Uh, I think we were impacted on multiple levels. So we also wanted to do like another round of fundraising last year where we wanted to, like we grew a lot uh, and, you know, it was very hard to 
kind of like follow that growth with the current fun money that we had in our bank account. Mm-hmm. And but you know also last year was all the all the bad news happened, right? So like you know first um, you had um, you know the the Luna crash and then yeah. FTX and you know yeah. before that like all the like the lending companies going bankrupt and, and you know Absolutely. three arrows capital like stuff like yeah. that. So you know we were in a very bad position to raise funds, which also I think I've I've I'm like still deciding on, on like if it, that's a if that's a good thing or not a good thing because I've heard mm-hmm. of guilds who had like you know all the funding and they spent you know three million dollars or five million dollars on games that eventually never ended up launching or you know like they were slow to launch and that's just you, like you mean they they invested in the equity or they purchased asset yeah I mean like both right so it's like both could happen maybe like you know if they didn't diversify enough like you know because back then even games worked with like you know very large tickets so I remember yeah. having conversation with some like game studios, uh, like Web3 game studios building games and they were like, okay, so if you want to acquire land or if you want to, you know, do this, you need to give us like $100,000 or like, you know, we give you this for a million dollars and stuff like that. And <laughs> I could never spend that amount because I never had it, right? So like, yeah. oh, sorry, we never had it. And and that's why we kind of like played it safe and we were like we were right in terms of in the context of like the bearish sentiment like we now have funds to spend on like you know operations and and the the content creator programs like you know like we've kind of like becoming a crafting guild in the in a in, in your terms which i actually love like you know i've been telling people about us being a crafting guild ever since i saw that uh nice. on, on, on love it. Side. um but yeah so the way we've been impacted is like people who wanted to be here to just earn and not kind of like for the sake of gaming they left, which I think is a good thing because now you get to be a, like a very strong core audience who are going to be with you, you know, whatever is happening, right? Bearish or bullish market, it doesn't matter for them. So that's, I think, is a, that I think is a good thing. We've also been impacted by, so previously I was kind of scared, not scared, but you know, if you're an entrepreneur building a company, competition where it's a good thing, where it's like, you know, you're, you're validating your, your mm-hmm. idea, there's product market fit, and you could do really like you know if there's competition that means you're building something that people really want so that's actually a good thing but mm-hmm. i always had this gut feeling where like i don't really like the competition side like you know i always have to like think about like if this is a good step if this is not like what are they doing better what are they doing you know worse than us so something like that and with the bearish market impacting us like there is no guilds kind of like starting off you know like who yeah. wasn't a oh. guild before so kind of like there's there's a limitation to it I think there are communities forming for each game and they kind of like, you know, pull money together and, and, you know, getting there, forming their own little, like, or like smaller guilds, etc. But I think guilds as like organizations, if they were doing right financial wise, mm-hmm. they are kind of like waiting out the, the next bull market. Um, they are either working on different types of products or they just kind of like, you know, try to be on like you know in like a maintenance mode and kind of like you know just like you know keep doing what we're doing and you know let's keep up the activity the way we've been impacted mostly is that it really made us think about what we want to become as a guild so we now Mm -hmm. have all this human capital and the problem with human capital in some cases is that vcs they don't really like get it right so like if we have some funds and we go like okay so you know give us more money because we have 70,000 people on our Discord or something like that. They go like, Mm -hmm. yo, but what are they going to do? Like, that's not, it's like, kind of like, that's, you know, like, what are, what are you going to do with it? And so if we we felt like that there is something that we really need to do and we, we did this survey across the guild, we had like multiple thousand responses and basically the 
main idea, like the main problem with Web3 games when we did this survey, like, you know, towards the end of last year was that they just couldn't really feel like, you know, playing anymore because of the content. So it wasn't really the money actually anymore. It was mm -hmm. because here it was always like money was like the crypto part was always like the, that they went, they, it went into savings for people, but it was like the, like, how can I enjoy this? Like, can I do more? Like, can I, like some people, you know, to this day, we have many people and they love Axie Infinity, right? Oh, sorry, Axie Origins now. And it's cool because it's a cool game. Like, you know, it's a card game. There's like a lot of fans of card games. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a strategy kind of like, you know, like gameplay with, with lands too. And there's like people like fell in love with Axie. Like, you know, that's cool. But they, they didn't really like the core gameplay loop. Like, you know, is there something that they could do about it? So what we found out from the survey is that the piece of like the content is the main part that kind of like stops them from doing it. And mm -hmm. there were two problems with it. The first one, they stopped playing games because, you know, like they couldn't really produce content. We are very used to like new content. Like you look at League of Legends, like a new champion comes in every like, you know, two months, three months or something like that. And get new patches every month or so. Like it's crazy. We are just used to it. And the other one was they, they didn't want to try out new games before they saw like, you know, videos or kind of like, you know, someone playing them, like mm. reviewing those games. So we decided that, you know, this is the right opportunity for us where we are from a, like a background that, you know, we work with AI with my co-founder, Adam, and generative mm -hmm. AI gives us a great tooling for for actually letting people create their own content for in-game. Like, you know, if you want to build like an FPS around Axie or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever type of game, we should just give you the tools and you should do it, right? So like, you know, it's good for Axie because their IP is kind of like being continued, like the life cycle is going to be pushed. Yeah. And people can play like an FPS style with their NFTs that they currently own. So it gives more utility to the NFT as well. So there's like a win-win there. And streaming wise, it's always just, you know, it's great to see new content about like Web3 games because people need to realize it's not like the evil incarnate uh, to have yeah. NFTs in, in games. And and that's why we, yeah, we, we kind of like naturally found our path towards this crafting type of deal. That's, mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't mean that we left, you know, being like, you know, the, the regular guild operations like, you know, merchant guilds and, uh, and you know, investing in games. So we never stopped that. It's actually giving us a good way to like invest in a game that can then use our tool for UGC and and so on. So the the, the impact of the bearish market has been in a like I think we were in a fortunate situation where we could mm -hmm. figure out where we want to go and obviously still has to be tested, but now people are getting excited about more things and it's just like, you know, give me NFTs and I get to play the game and earn money. So I think that was the core message that we wanted to kind of like um give to people. Yeah, I think you're so definitely the, the your story is uh, i mean i'm fascinated i'm definitely biased because that's that's my obsession gills right. it's, it's, it's been for for quite a, some time now and you know i i dream it I, I i eat it i just everything i do but i i think your your model is fascinating the way you 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 move toward that as well so it's from your community that you understand okay we have all these people they are desperate to be involved you know all the the, the quick uh, cash grabbers they already left so now who do we have in our community? Like uh, gamers that want to be part of a guild, of an organization, a community of players that uh, explore the new path of gaming is, uh, with um, ownership and you know all these things it unleashes and user-generated user content. So that's how he said, okay, the main, the main game, the one that like the main flag we had for the industry, like actually uh, is kind of uh, losing out a bit of steam because there's not enough content being published and uh, so you saw that your players your guild members they wanted to 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 create more content is that correct 
Um, And and so you said, okay, we're going to train them. We're going to help them uh, create the best content out there. And that's how they will play. They will play these different games and they will monetize their their time. They will become professional streamers or not even professionals, just regular streamers. But you can still monetize it because it's it's highly valuable, Uh, especially in a world right now where Web3 games, they have no idea, no clue how to acquire users. It's too complex. You cannot do advertising. You cannot. Uh, uh, you, you. Everybody is fighting for the same pool of users in, right. in crypto already, which is extremely small. So you know, it's it's not what's going to onboard people. What's going to onboard people is great content, and so that's that's how you can uh, solve this solution. And so, <clears throat> how does it look like when you make a deal with a game? Uh, what do you what do you what do you offer to them? You say, okay, we're going to have 10, 50 people. Uh, streaming, making gameplays, making content, will push that. Uh, how does it work? What is the, the the economics behind that as well? Right. Um, so basically, um, the, we have like some economics being tested out for like the the in-game content generation part. So now we started off uh, like started up this GTA RP server, which is like GTA roleplay. So people live in like the GTA you know city, and they get to do like different types of things. And now what we are offering to them is them being able to generate their own cars with their own textures and materials and stuff like that because owning a car or like buying a car is like a prestigious thing in GTA. So that's what we are kind of like offering to them right now. Um, that's like, you know, uh, to, they can get to generate their own stuff and then, you know, we'll deploy it as we see fit, like, you know, whichever we select basically. And that's because the, the pipeline is still very manual. So I don't have much information about that, but it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's very much user driven. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the streamer part or like how we work with games and, and, uh, and create content around them is, is really up to their needs. So whenever I talk to a game, for example, we have, we started building our TikTok channel and, you know, like we have videos that reach like a good amount of people. And what we are offering there is really like localized content, right? So basically we are active in 11 countries. So whenever we do a piece of content or whenever we, we do something with a game, they are being exposed to the 11 countries that we are currently active in or, you know, want to be active in because we are the ones who reach the user, the end users for them. <clears throat> so when a game comes in, they go like, okay, so I really want to reach, you know, this many people or not, not really this many people, but I, you know, they, we talk about their business goals, right? So, okay, so now I want them to like buy my NFTs. Uh, I want them to try out my game. I want them to see that, you know, or, or even just like, not even like user perspective, like they just want us to like test out their game in a public way where people can just like talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have some small streamer, streamers, they go, okay, it's an alpha release. I don't want many people to see it, but it would be nice to like have some feedback on it. So mm-hmm. we put together this like, after the first conversation, we realized we kind of like understand on which channels they want to be active. Like we are active on Twitch and YouTube and uh, and TikTok. So we kind of like, you know, tell, ask them like what uh, what are the marketing channels that is the other ones that they want to be active on. And, you know, we, you know, how many hours of streams do they want? Like, you know, because do they want to repurpose the content or should we just do like, you know, short content or do we do like long content and they just, you know, get to do like a micro content. So everything we do, goes to the game automatically because they might need to like repurpose it into like micro pieces to be put up you know later on like two months down the road to like YouTube, mm-hmm. as a YouTube mm-hmm. short or something like that or like Instagram reel whatever is like going yeah. you know, whatever is a trendy then so uh, yeah this is what we talk about uh, we also have this added extra that we don't like really charge for uh, which is you know like we include them in our like website which is 
the technical for in technical terms it's a web application but i just call it a website because that's what you know people when people hear app they think it's like an ios or android app but it's not it's kind of like a browser app so uh we include games there uh so people can you know like read everything about those games uh just see some videos see some images you can think of it as like steam but for like web3 games only so that's like you know informational pieces we work with like many other organizations to like put those pieces of information together i've spoken with polka starter recently um tomorrow is a great guy and he was you know like he, he they also do something similar so we are collaborating to give the best piece of information across like you know many channels but mm -hmm. the only channel that is really kind of like localizing the content so we do our best to transform translate every piece of content into languages that we're supporting and and that's 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 only us so you know like with through us a game has exposure to central eastern europe and not only in terms of like gameplay but in terms of like native language streamers and native language you know information exchange where you know all the all the players all the gamers who want to ever try out their game they hear about it in their own language uh and mm -hmm. that's that's very very powerful because you know, i know like you know i speak english right so like english is a global language but some like and you know it's kind of like adds to the crypto scare so if yeah, they speak yeah. a language that i might not be very confident with or familiar with i'm not just gonna leave it so that's why mm -hmm. we do everything that we can to translate and that kind of like match all the all the games with, with with like the right cultures okay fascinating that's actually that's really what i had in mind initially when trying mm -hmm. to find the different words to categorize guilds by crafting guilds you're doing both in-game ugc and yeah. out of game ugc which is uh, the streaming and so uh i understand the model and uh, economics as well i guess obviously it's uh it's based on the market it's still like kind of uh, starting so you're testing the waters and trying to understand where to go and how to do it but i think it will have huge potential it's, and, and both both those i think like the the in-game ugc and out of game ugc are going to be highly impacted by ai right um you've been working with ai as well how do you see uh that you know uh, change the way you will create uh, uh content in the game you know as a creator uh, are you going to move even further into developing whole experiences? I'm thinking uh, Fortnite, uh, new, uh, new oh, Unreal nice. for Fortnite uh, engine. engine. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, these kind of things, you know. Uh, do you want to push it that far as part of a guild, like really even create uh, games entirely as content? Um, I think, you know, it's, nothing is kind of like out of the question. So I think... As far as, as vision goes, we want everybody to become a creator of like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever type of content they want to create. If it's streams, if it's media files, if it's in-game content, they should be, they should have the tools to do so. And for that vision, we need to democratize the tools because what's stopping people from developing content right now, it's like the lack of skills or lack of knowledge. Like, how do I even start off a Unity project? Or how do I even get started with Unreal Engine or something like that? So I think... You know, like when you have that vision, you kind of like gotta step back, you know, like, I don't know, 12, 11 times <laughs> and, you know, see what, like what's the minimum working version of that. And I think, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like it could, it could be done, but I don't think that could be like, the, that would be the right way to do so. I think uh, like from our perspective, the modding market is something that's being, that's being similar to, to what we want to build, right? So what we want to do is kind of like, become either like a plugin or something like that's an automated pipeline for for some of these games right 
So I think it actually has a lot of added value when you are a game developer, just build a world. And you know, like you ha you can use AI, but AI is very hot right now and it helps tremendously um, mm -hmm. to to game developers, you know, like VR, you know, talking like scenario.com, they're like a very cool in-game asset generation stuff. And you know, it's like, you know, fantastic what they can build and they can come into the pipeline anytime, you know, uh, the game developers want to. So, but I, like the way we wanted to approach this is because, you know, that's what we have, you know, player information about is basically, I like the fact that game developers build their own worlds and they have, they can use generative AI to like do so in a quicker manner. And they get to do like, you know, cool NPC characters, but you know, like the story behind it, like the, the logic, like the whole world behind one game is so massive. And these people, mm. you know, game devs think about it like all the time. Like, you know, what is the story behind my yeah. game? Like, what is it? And lore. The lore, exactly. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and what we wanted to do first is because, you know, I've been like modding games since I was like, I don't know, like 15, but I wasn't doing like consciously in terms of like, I never learned to code to do it. It's just like, you know, I found out the hacks that could, that where I could make them work. And, and it was similar. Like, you know, I, I felt like I made a game better for myself and for my cousins when they came over so they could like play games. And modding is kind of like what we want to do here right now. So if there's like a game that has like one game mode and, but it has NFTs, I think thanks to the nature of the open source nature of Web3, we should be able to just say that, oh, you want to build your own experience? You know, like grab those NFTs and, you know, like prompt an AI to build a world for you, like a new mm -hmm. skybox. Like, you know, there's like many tools around that. I think our job is going to be like building that user experience and that pipeline where, you know, players can feel comfortable just, you know, prompting engines or like even other ways i don't think prompting is going to be like the only way that you can that you can do to like generate assets or like you know gameplay experiences there's going to be other ways where i'm not going to go to like you know mind reading or mind control but kind of like you know there so there's like if you imagine it you can do it and that's kind of like mm -hmm. where we want to be with, uh, with with this tool and at first you know like you asked about the technicalities it's going to be like a plugin it's going to be like a website that lets you generate for you know like fitting you know in contextual items for for some of the sandbox games that we're working with like you know if we have a minecraft server we have gta server we apply those you know like ai generated textures and models into the game so we see like you know because it's very tricky right so like you know imagine a car in gta and if you let the ai you know create the whole car model it has to match the lightning the the uh the level of detail the collision effects the damages and you know all the things that you know like build this game it has to be exactly you know done right otherwise players just won't enjoy it so mm -hmm. even with just like you know creating plugins and kind of like things that can you know like generate some things that can be fitted into a game world that's already tricky on its own so i think we'll be very occupied to do that for a while and then maybe you know, like we'll, we'll see if that's something that engines are going to be interested in like you know like is mm -hmm. there something that you know can be built into unity like you know like a, a separate like modding entity or something like that so we'll, we'll see how, how how it works i think also like thanks to generative ai a lot of like personalized experiences can also already be done in, in games yeah. basically so if you can dream it uh you can basically do it so I think the question for us really is that do real people want to build, you know, their, their own games or are they going to want to extend the universes that they like to live in? So kind of like, you know, a person, do they want to build a new EVE Online or do they want to mm -hmm. build new spaceships in EVE Online? And that's the kind, I think, you know, like there's viability for both, uh, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. From from our, like based on our background and based on what we want to do is, is we, we kind of like want to be there in the in-game and modding uh, market and community rather than, you know, like, 
building games from from uh, from from the bottom. No, I think I, I think it's a great positioning uh, to be right now. I, I agree. So I have <clears throat> I have a similar uh, thesis on what mm-hmm. AI will bring to 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 the market, and and you know, so definitely we're gonna have a lot more UGC game. Maybe it's not gonna be a, a game as an app uh, services, but it's gonna be like just content creators be, being able to design full like uh, gaming experiences. But the, it, there's gonna be other stuff as well, like all these worlds. Everybody will be able to create them, but everybody will be able to populate them with mm. AI NPCs. And nice. so that's where this is going to go. Much more content, much more lively content. Now, the question is, uh, how do you create value? How do you bring like real people uh, into these games? And how do you cut through the noise, right? Because there are going to be so many of them. So more, more games potentially than people to play. And that's where the, the guild, in my opinion, may have a strong case here, mm-hmm. because you will only be able to grow a game in, in having real users, having revenue by co-building it with a community, with a guild or with different guilds. And that's how it will work. And you will need the blockchain as well, because the blockchain will be able to identify uniquely individuals uh, that will not be uh, differentiated from the NPCs. Uh, so, you know, that's where, every, in my opinion, in our thesis, everything meets. In the, the, the future model of gaming is going to be co-building with gaming communities that are called guilds and with uh, game uh, developers that are going to be potentially only crea- uh, content creators. Uh, and they will need to interact with blockchain. So everything is unique because otherwise nobody will be able to capture the value. It's going to be too, uh, too, too difficult to identify who I am talking to, you know, uh, is this an NPC? Is this a real player? What kind of game is this? How, and, and how do you discover? The dis- discoverability is, is going to be the most important. So that's where these skill communities will, will play a huge role, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely am with you there. It's, um, it's a very, I think, interesting position where, you know, you, you and me are like, basically, ever since the whole like Web3 gaming thing started off, I always felt like everybody's talking about NFTs and, you know, crypto. And now everybody's talking about AI and, you know, ChatGPT yeah. and like, and whatnot, because we are surrounded by those news. But in reality, if you go down to the supermarket and start talking to like whatever regular person, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not a regular person, but kind of like just for the sake of the conversation going, um, like you meet them there and you go like, oh, I work with like AI and NFTs and, you know, whatever, like, you know, we, we mod games and, you know, we create in-game content. They go like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And that's when the education element comes in of what we're doing, right? So I'm actually very happy. I would be very happy in a position where let's say everything that we do fails, but the education part remains and people find, you know, value in like the courses that we do or, you know, like people want to learn how to prompt AIs using our tool because it becomes a training tool rather than something that actually generates, you know, uh, in-game content. I'm I'm very happy to be there and it's actually very, very necessary for, for everyone to, to like learn about this because there's like a good amount of people, a percentage that educate themselves, you know, like because they want to know more about crypto. But there is some that I'm intrigued by it, but unless I'm being you know, pushed or being served with information mm-hmm. to go to that direction, I will just never go. And that's what I think is very important. Like in the education element is like, we can talk about AI and, you know, co-building definitely, but going to your point, like guilds are necessary and not only because, you know, they can organize this workforce, basically, I'm just going to, yeah, I, 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 that's it not is. negative, <laughs> but it just is. not and only it, to organize. Fine, you know? 
but but also to kind of like teach people how to use the tools because that's it's that's going to be very necessary right like yeah it's as easy as prompting an engine but if i went to google or i went to chat gpt and asked yeah. it to like you know give me like a prompting course mm-hmm. it would actually you know like help like it would have to like provide me with information like maybe google search is easier because if you go to like google and you know search like how to prompt engines the first i think three pages are going to be like, oh, you know, like get this course for, you know, like work with AI, mm-hmm. get this course for X amount of money. So I think that's an important element of what we want to do. I know it does not, it might not generate value for games that we're working with directly, but it definitely generates value for the player. So they will learn how to create a MetaMask. They will learn how to, you know, set up their streams, uh, you know, work with a prompting engine. And there's a lot of things that we do as a guild that you might not, you might unable to put like a value, like a number on it, but it's very, mm-hmm. very important to, like, in, in terms of like building the future of, of like Web3 and AI and NFTs and like crypto. Yeah, and, and community is going to be the most valuable thing, in my opinion, in the future. That will be even more true because everybody will fight for uh, attention. Uh, people will be able to do like a lot of different stuff, like create content and and be part of this of this of these new worlds but they will be mixed with ai like in such a granular level that you know you will be mixed you know with ai and nobody will be able to tell you know what what's who is who and are you real or are you not who am i talking to a real person or not so the power of community of real real humans uh in these digital worlds are going to be like the kind of the the the, the real nations there uh, small nations uh, that that survive because everything's going to be blended i mean it, it kind of sounds dystopian and a bit a bit you know too 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 far-fetched or sci-fi but it's coming extremely fast and the fact that you you can you will be able to go in a new game that you see hundreds of thousands of players and none of them is a real person that could happen pretty soon i mean there's there's definitely going to happen pretty soon so uh, i mean the question how will we adapt to this kind of new reality uh, for me it's it, the capacity to assemble together as uh, as unique individuals to create stuff and 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 you know enjoy stuff of course there's going to be a lot of ais as well but you know it's uh, it's going to be a, a interesting time and and so what i'm saying is basically our positioning your positioning is is uh, is a great way at least to get there and after we'll see if it's a if it's a complete dystopia or, yeah, or let's, not. let's <laughs> get people crafting man it's uh yeah let's, Craft, let's, let's, yeah. let's make them do it and let's let's see what we can uh, figure out from there because definitely a very very interesting world we live in i never mm. i mean you know like it's very philosophical but like i never would have thought that you know i get to live through a time like this yeah. uh you know when i was a kid and you know like seeing my parents getting like you know the, the still like the big old tvs and kind of like me uh-huh. working in like Oculus Quest and reading about Apple's new VR headset uh, in the news, like AR headset, sorry, in the news. And then also kind of like, you know, playing crypto games and getting to just tell an engine or like a program about what I want to see on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like creates it. For, so like, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, like we are there, we are there to to build on top of it. I, I I think we have very great intentions to to build this into the future and and that's what really counts and um, that's why I'm very, very passionate about this this market. Um uh, our cooperation our cooperation and and, and yeah. you know like the everything in general. So how do you see uh the upcoming year? I mean obviously the market is still tough. 
we we talk about what's going to be huge tomorrow but for now i mean it's struggle i know that for a fact i'm talking to many guilds games right. as well it's a it's a, it's, it's a huge pain uh, everybody's struggling trying to survive how do you see yourself how do, how will you uh, make your way in these waters um i think i've heard uh from like the uh i read the report about you know investments and apparently obviously they were low uh just mm-hmm. like last year in the metaverse but now yeah. you know q3 q1 has seen like a 12 percent increase in terms of investment in the metaverse and gaming projects so i think the sentiment is getting back there like once money becomes cheap again basically uh, when you know like yeah. the the uh the uh interest rates are going to get lower or something like that I think investments are going to uh, get get back on track, and mm-hmm. that should you know make it easier for people to to kind of like um, do like you know do business in the future. I think right now it's just like you know hang it on. I think you know it's everybody's turn to figure out like what's the like what are their goals, like what are their main uh, KPIs that they want to work towards. Like, is it daily active users? Is it people you know playing your game? Is it you know people? creating more content around it and then just you know like figure out the one or two activities that really really help you build that core user base it's Mm -hmm. you know really going back to the roots like you know don't if if you try something out like you know don't burn money on towards like you know trying to make it work when it's clearly not fitting like you know that's clearly not what the market wants like you know don't i mean i don't know like you know we, there is you know projects that want to still still sell nfts which you know like good for fundraising purposes but they not might they might not sell out because they don't have the prestige like it's very hard to kick off an nft project in this market yeah. so i think you know like new projects are going to be struggling and you know i'm meeting you know like many game developers who kind of like you know ask us for money but they have nothing to show for it because they're like at very early stages and you know like in 2021 they would have gotten like millions <laughs> of dollars potentially on like a yeah. deck or something like that just a founding team mm-hmm. but now they're kind of like struggling to get like you know one dollar in right so that's that's kind of like yeah. the, the 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 world that we're living in right now uh in some 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 cases where you know games approach us and they are like very open to ugc we like you know help them out we'll see like how we can work with them we give them some users so you know like we, we might that might help them like raise some funds uh, but I think survival is like very key uh, this market. But you know, more important than that is really, really figuring out what you're here to do. I think if you have, you know, like um, if you're motivated, if you if you kind of like really just want to like you know build something that's lasting and and cool in the world, now you have all the tools and all the all the resources that you need. I mean, potentially you won't even need to like hire copywriters and or something like that because you know, like an AI can do it for you. But that is true. I I think I think yeah I I think finding your purpose in this AI driven Web three, uh, influenced world <laughs> is very very important, and that's yeah. what people should be and people like guilds and games should be focused on right now. If yeah. it's you know like if you have one core gameplay loop but people love that. You know, keep enhancing that and, you know, like just like think about that. And, you know, once the market is back on track and you can raise, like, you know, you will have many active users who could do, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you're strengthened, if you don't have a game just yet, but, you, you know, you can build a website, you can build some buzz around it. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to, like, raise less. Maybe you need to think about, like, how much money do you actually need to get something, you know, out there. Maybe you don't need Unreal 5. Maybe you can do it in Unity. And, you know, like that's like an like a, a faster, like a rapider way to to release yeah. a game in its one working version that people are excited about. So 
you hear all of like you know like everything is kind of like i think exponential these days like you hear about games that you know started to be failures but they have become huge success because people just love that right so yeah. this is the time to figure it out and i know it's very hard because you know as a founder you're always thinking about like oh what if we don't have money you know next month or something like that but there is like yeah i mean there's always hardships and yeah so you know like yeah. to all the fellow founders out there yeah you know keep going strong um you know sending all your positive vibes because you gotta be patient you gotta really stay focused on on what you want to be on and, and figure it out and you know once the once the, once all the positive things hit then mm -hmm. you'll be there to uh to um uh, to take the fruit i i think that's an expression maybe it's not but i'm just gonna go for it <laughs> i i i take it uh, i'm not <laughs> gonna want and I'm, I'm not gonna be the one to correct you anyway uh, <laughs> all right uh yeah and before you know i'm, I'm gonna ask you the the last question just after but just just a hot take i i just thought as we were discussing you know this uh, ai mixing with, with nfts i think essentially as player will become a commodity you know ai npcs the only thing that will matter will be the 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 nft and the attraction of these nfts to the general public to real, real human buying them because uh dau will doesn't will not have any sense you can have infinite amount of NPC AI DAUs. You can create, you can have all the content you want or interaction or social interaction. So that will not matter at all in games. Like the cost of creating new games, the cost of having players playing these games will go close to zero. So the only thing that will matter <laughs> is going to be the in-game economy. So how these games are compelling into attracting re real human with purchasing power. And uh, so anyway, that was a hot take that I oh, just thought about. Yeah. And I, I, I felt happy to, to share because I'm I, like think, yeah, I like to think about this. This is what podcasts and, are for, right? So kind of like, you know, ideas yep. are coming uh, on and off. And it's, yeah, this is pretty cool. And, and to, to stay in this kind of uh, meta vibe, I'm going to ask you the meta question. It's the same question I ask at the end of each interview to all the people that come in here. All right. And it is, uh, it is a following. Uh, if life is a game and you can go up to level 100, what is your current level? Wow. Oh, that's a very, very good question. Um, I think I'm at level three. Uh, mm. I think with what I know today and what I feel like I, I am headed towards, I'm at the stage where I've completed the tutorial. I have the starting items. Mm -hmm. I have picked my uh, my skills. I have picked my you know starting attributes. If it's a Skyrim type of game, I've already picked my uh, my horoscope or whatever like the star alignment that you had to pick there. You know, like the the shape that you know, like guides your uh, your 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 character. Mm -hmm. And I also have you know that like defeated some enemies, completed a couple quests, but there is still like a long way to go. And I'm looking forward to those extra two skill points at level ten. And that I get to spend on, you know, like, I don't know, entrepreneurship and, uh -huh. and you know, like, kind of like, you know, uh, you know, unit, like, you know, game dev knowledge where, you know, like it's a never ending learning uh, curve anyway. So that's where I am right now. And that's kind of like what I feel uh, is happening right now. Love, lo I love that answer. And how, how do you win the game? Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, uh, how do you win the game? How do I win the game? Oh my God. Okay. Um, it's like I think it's a very open world setting that is you know going gonna go on for tens and twenty years. I think you get to win the game by the same way we are winning at life by leaving a legacy. 
So by, you know, like leaving peoples and people and items and characters behind that maybe other people can use or, or take like advantage of, but, you know, kind of like just remember you by kind of like, you know, maybe write a book in the game and that can like get, can be read and then you get an extra skill point if you read like three pages of it and that could be like a, a cool thing to do. And that, that's, that's, I, I think that's how I would win the game. The game itself would never be finished. But like my part, once it's done, I get to leave something behind and maybe it's an NFT and then can, people can like find it in like a treasure hunt. So kind of like a James Halliday way from Ready Player One. That could be, that could be a cool thing. <laughs> okay, fantastic. That's, that's amazing. Actually, I, I love as well your, your answer because so I've asked this question a lot to all people I interview and also a bit around me. And I've noticed there is three categories of people. There's 10% of the people that answers a very low level. There is 10% of the people that answer very high level and 80% okay. that answers their age. And there is this kind of this nice. distribution. It's, it's very interesting. And I am on the same uh, as you. I, I, I give myself very low level. Nice. Uh, like you, actually, level three, I think. Go low levels. The same. Yeah, we yeah, have exactly. to find mentors and, you know, like we need to find masters yeah. who can help us out yeah. with stuff. <laughs> uh, absolutely. All right. It and was really a fantastic. <laughs> and join a guild and, and, you know, join the, the number one crafting guild. I mean, to my knowledge, you are the number one crafting guild, Thank paving you. the way of UGC in-game and out-of-game. So for all game developers or projects that wants to collaborate with you, you know, reach out. And also they are, obviously, MGDAO is listed on crypto guilds. And just a reminder, we are the largest B2B marketplace connecting guilds and games where we have mercenary guilds, crafting guilds, capital guilds, and infra guilds. And so, yeah, feel free to reach out or, or connect to us and we'll, we'll, we'll put you in touch. So they will create content, uh, streaming in, uh, for in 11 different languages. Uh, so you'll be able to, to, to reach new markets. All right. So, Mark, it was fantastic. Uh, have a great one. And to everybody listening, we'll see each other for a new interview or a Tavern episode. Have a good one.